Good morning on this Saturday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. When we stop to consider what the word repent means and what it encompasses, all that is involved, uh, we can find a lot of examples in the New Testament. We can find patterns and shadows and figures and types in the Old Testament. But repentance is, or to repent, the act of rethinking, rearranging our mind and our understanding from a previous understanding to something new. So if you stop and think of a person that comes to Christ and is born again, an individual that is accustomed to living, thinking a certain way, now he or she must think differently. Let's take an example. Let's take Satan as our enemy. Before we come to Christ, our enemy usually wound up being someone in the natural. We'll say, well, this one's my enemy. Or this, this nation or this group of people, they're our enemy. We would think of it in that term. But when we are born again and our mind is little by little through the process of of renewing the mind is transformed and changed, we begin to see that our enemy is Satan. He has an army throughout this world, and his army is invisible, but he uses human vessels through which through manifest and function here in this world. All of a sudden, when we're born again, we are incorporated, we are drafted into, we become part of the army of God. Therefore, just like in the natural, an individual that decides to join the army, they not only help train his body, but his mind in understanding the strategies of his enemy, the t different types of warfare, whether they're out in the desert, whether they're in the jungle, uh, wherever they find themselves. They are actually taught so that they can think differently, so that they'll be able to survive along with those. They belong to a group of people. It'll be either some type of a unit, uh, some type of a squad, some type of uh, a company of some sort. And whether they're Marines, whether they're Green Berets, Brown Berets, Special Forces, or whether they just simply be the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, Everybody is trained to think differently because of the circumstances that they're in. An individual that is flying a, a, a special a fighter, let's, let's say some type of a plane, a fighter pilot, is going to think very differently in the air compared to someone uh, that, let's say, is a sniper, someone in the ground. Now, the reason I'm mentioning all this is because... When we go to the book of 2 Timothy in chapter 2, he identifies and tells us, look, now that we are Christians, there are certain attitudes, there are certain uh, reasonings and thinkings that we have to grasp in our life. If we have been, uh, and, and I, I, I really don't like the word drafted, but I can't think of, an, of another word, if we have been drafted into the Lord's army, then that means we need training. We need specialized thinking for the, the strategies of the enemy 
and the weaponry and the devices and the things that he uses, the tactics. Of course, most people, they're born again and they're, they feel happy. The weight of uh, sin and the burden of sin is removed and taken away. And But not knowing and understanding that now we have also been drafted into the army of the Lord uh, is going to mean that we're still going to continue along some old patterns. And then again, uh, some of the, the teaching and some of the things that are out there concerning so-called uh, spiritual warfare. Uh, some things may, we, may be way out there in la-la land, and other things are just act- actually uh, way off to the other side of the, uh, uh, of the pendulum. But somewhere in the middle, in the Word of God, we do find that Jesus was a soldier. He was a servant. Uh, when he was here on earth, because he came to conquer, he came to destroy the works of the enemy, where this purpose was manifested, the Son of God, according to First John chapter 3, verse 8, to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus said he was anointed also. He was anointed for a purpose, and that purpose was so that in his life he could bring to those that were in darkness, that he could bring light to their lives, that he could bring something that they did not have before. And the scripture is very clear in showing us that he had to understand. The, the, he, he himself uh, quoted from Isaiah, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, in Luke 4.18, because he has anointed me. Now, it's the anointing, according to Isaiah uh, 10.27, that breaks the yoke. So that is the power. That is our part of our weaponry. Uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel, to, to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, those that had no remedy and, and need uh, God's help, to preach deliverance. Uh, to the captives, those that are taken captive at Satan's own will and have uh, been sitting in darkness for so long to deliver the captives and the recovering of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. All of these things were part of uh, his calling. He cast out devils while he was here. He raised the dead. He healed the sick. He proclaimed the gospel that the kingdom of God was at hand. So in Timothy, we find three different types of examples to help us understand the mindset and the preparation of the mindset that we are to have. It says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast uh, heard of me, among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And he goes right immediately. In other words, we have to have individuals that are faithful, that can teach other people, that can pass on uh, the knowledge that is going to be needed, the words that are going to be needed, the tactics that are going to be needed, so that the mind can be renewed. Thou therefore endure hardness 
as a good soldier. That's one. No man warreth that entangleth uh, himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. Every single born-again believer has been chosen to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for mastery, yet he is not crowned except he strive lawfully. So we're talking someone that is, whether the Olympics or in some type of sports, uh, uh, the training of the physical body and the mind also, for to be able to endure the harsh uh, and hardness of of having to go through such rigorous uh, uh, training to be able to reach a point where the body uh, is able to do what it does when it does these type of sports. Then the husbandman that laboreth must be first a partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give the understanding in all things. So I've mentioned three things. Now, Paul, in the book of 1 Corinthians, in uh, chapter 9, he talks about uh, running the race, striving for mastery, uh, winning. He, 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 he talks about reaching a place where he must bring his entire physical body uh, uh, under. The scripture says uh, in this way, No. Ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. It also talks in the book of uh, Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 1, that we're running a race that has been set before us. We have to lay aside every weight, every sin that so easily besets us. You can't be carrying extra stuff if you're going to be running a race. You have to think different. You can't be thinking, if you're a soldier, be thinking of home while you're in the middle of battle and lives are at stake uh, where you are at. Uh, then it says in, in 1 Corinthians 9.25, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate. He has self-control in all things. Now, they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, we an incorruptible crown. Therefore, it says, I run so run. Uh, I therefore so run, not as uncertain. So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep my body under, or I keep <clears throat> under my body and bring it into subjection. Lest by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. So the Apostle Paul here is showing us, <coughs> excuse me, that we have been called to run into run a race here in life. And we have to run it a certain way. That means you have to think, you have to know what are the rules, what are the, the guidelines that guide that type of a race. But if you're a soldier, you have to think different. You have to know your enemy. You have to know your opponent, what his strategies are, what are, what are the things that he does. And then it talks about the husbandman, the sower. So how, how, how can we possibly do that 
how can we be a farmer? How can we be a soldier? How can we be, a, a, let's say, an Olympic runner all at the same time? We have to retrain our mind and thinking, knowing that day in and day out, 24 hours a day, we must be on the lookout because there is an enemy. But we must also be training our physical bodies uh, uh, if we're running a race. And this, in this uh, case, it would be uh, we are the temple of God. Then there's certain things the, that, the, that the body needs and the body does not need to maintain itself in the best suitable condition uh, to be able to, on a daily basis, exercise and run. Run to win. Run to get the prize. And the prize at the end is Christ. And then, of course, uh, all of us are called to be farmers, to sow the seed, go into all the world and preach the gospel. All of these things... <clears throat> Are, where, are within the context of one individual. You say, well, no, you know, that, that's, that God, that's why called, God called preachers, you know, to go and do that. Uh, or no, you know, God called individuals uh, specifically for, for, for that type of uh, uh, warfare or battle or army. It's amazing how many times the Lord says... Uh, to stand still and watch the salvation of the Lord or the battle is not yours, but it is mine. But yet you're there when the battle is taking place. So there is a mindset that needs to be developed in the life of a believer concerning that uh, just like Israel were given the entire book of Joshua concerning a mindset of how the enemy operates. God miraculously delivered Israel. First thing, the miracle of opening the, the, the river, the parting it, the, the Jordan River. Second miracle, uh, knocking down the walls of uh, <clears throat> Jericho. But then after that, every step that they took, every step where they went and fought, they had to battle to win it. Yes, God was winning with them. And yes, the battle is the Lord, but there is a certain aspect and part that we're involved with. Uh, look at the Old Testament patterns and types and shadows and we see this and then we look at the New Testament and we begin to see that uh, Jesus talked about how he saw Satan fall. He talks about the kingdom of Satan being divided, how it cannot stand. So he, he knows and he understands all these things. We are to know and we are to understand these things. If we're going to fight for our families, fight for our homes, fight for our jobs. I didn't say fight our neighbor. I didn't say fight our boss. But our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. There's rulers of darkness that are behind the scenes that influence the lives of others. We have to know how to learn. We have to learn how to deal with these things, but in the realm of the spirit. Well, consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us tomorrow on Sunday as we continue. But until then, keep looking up. Keep looking up. Our Redeemer and redemption draweth very, very, very near. And the Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.